1: The One Fab Day Wedding Podcast. Welcome to The One Fab Day Wedding Podcast. Whether you're nearly engaged or about to walk down the aisle, Selena and I are here to guide you every step of the way. Consider us your wedding planning besties. And speaking of besties, we'll be joined on the show today by one of our best pals because today's episode is all about friends and more specifically how to get them involved in your wedding.
0: Yes, it is. Roping your friends into your wedding, whether it's as a general lackey or to avail of their creative skills and talents really helps give your day a more unique and personal feel. Your friends get to feel really included and you get to fill an all important role in your wedding day. So it's a win-win, isn't it? Yeah, it pretty much is. I think both of us have been super involved
1: in a lot of our friends and family's weddings. Like I've been a wedding singer, a cake baker.
0: I helped plan my sister's wedding pretty much. And you've done a lot too. Unfortunately, I did the flowers for one of my friends' wedding. Uh, I've been a singer. I have emceed the speeches at your wedding, Claire. Thank you. I've done lots of the, like, helping set up, you know, the day before, the morning of, with, like, the table plans and stuff like that. Lots of menial jobs that actually are really helpful when you take them off someone's plate, like, collecting all of the candles from ikea all that kind of stuff yeah bits like that i've often made
1: playlists things like that just general helping out where possible so yeah today's episode is going to be all about those kind of things and how to get your friends involved in your wedding and also what are the areas
0: where you probably shouldn't get your friends involved too yeah we're going to talk about the do's the don'ts and we're going to pass on some of our sage advice from years and years of volunteering to help at weddings one fab day expert wedding tips
1: each week on the podcast, we endeavour to put our wedding planning knowledge to good use by passing on some road-tested tips. selena has got
0: this week's nugget of wisdom, and it's one that I have reaped the benefits of in the past. So this is a tip more really for wedding guests mm. than couples, and I started doing this years ago. And everyone loves me for it I bring a bag of snacks to every wedding I go to In a little tote bag And that's why it's always good to sit beside Selena (laughs) (laughs) It is Luckily people always sit us together So it's fine We're basically twins at this point Uh, Yeah a couple of years ago I started because I have a few food intolerances So I'm always a little bit sketchy About what kind of food I'm going to get on the day So just in case I pack a tote bag Full of like really like healthy filling snacks Like some nuts And maybe some like lentil chips And maybe like a protein bar Little bits like that And I always have it on me on the day and you'll be so surprised how many people I have helped over the years. Yeah,
1: because there can be that lull, like even if there's a lot of canapes coming around, if you're in the corner of the room that's not getting the action on the canapes, there can be quite
0: a while before you you get your dinner. And this is no shade to the couple because all the weddings I go to, there's beautiful food laid on, but sometimes there's just a gap in the day or someone has inexplicably been late and they've missed the canapes or whatever. And it's always just handy to have a little something to give them. I really do feel like a mam when I like pull like... (laughs) (laughs) an oat bar out of my bag and I go like here that'll sort you out now We all appreciate your mamness Yeah and it makes me very popular as well later on the dance floor The One Fab Date Wedding Podcast So on to today's main topic, which is how to get your friends and your family members involved in your wedding. Now, we should start by breaking this down into two categories, really. So on the one hand, we have frienders who are friends who actually are professionals in some level that's relevant to your wedding. So maybe they're professional videographers, caterers, makeup artists and on your wedding day, they'll be doing their day job. Then there's general wedding helpers. So it might be your pal who's a good singer and wants to help you out with the ceremony, someone with a car who does pickups for you, or your mum who's offered to bake your cake. Yeah, so it's an
1: important distinction to make because how you treat each of these groups will be slightly different. Um, so we'll definitely get into that during our chat. and. I think it's also important to say up top that you should never really think of your friends helping out as a cost cutting measure or indeed a corner cutting exercise. The reason you should do it is to make your day feel a little bit more special and to make everyone feel more involved.
0: Yeah, I always compare this to like DIY decor at a wedding, which is like if you're into it, if that's your bag, go for it. But don't think of it as something that's going to save you time and money, because actually when the chips are down, you probably will look back and realise that you spent the same amount of money anyway and the same amount of time and effort. It's more something that you want to do for your wedding to give it a more personal, intimate feel, which is totally great. I love those styles Yeah, I think a lot of us,
1: when you first get engaged, you're a bit tempted. You love the idea of like, I'll just book out my local village hall and everyone will bring a dish and, you know, we'll take our photos on the phone and all of that, and it sounds really lovely. But actually, the logistics behind that are so much more of a drain than booking and going down the traditional wedding route so as much as it's lovely to get everyone involved and to have a community feel to your wedding and that is what this episode is about take a measured view of it Mm. and to yeah like pepper these things throughout your day but when it comes to the big ticket items your photographer your band your catering probably your hair and makeup things
0: like that it's often best to go with a professional Yeah I just have to make a big disclaimer here which is that your wedding is not a potluck like you you wouldn't have a potluck and bring like 150 people to your gaff like some people's weddings it does (laughs) some people's weddings are like that and there's 15 guests or whatever but 9 times out of 10 it's not achievable to put a load of the planning and effort on your friends that's just not gonna result in a fun cool calm day which is what you want at the end of the day
1: no it's definitely going to make it a lot more chaotic and stressful for you and your guests so yeah this is about finding achievable ways to get your friends involved in a realistic and affordable way
0: so to hash through all of this and more we're joined in studio by our irl friend screenwriter playwright actor and activist alan flanagan alan hello
2: hello thanks for having me it's lovely in here.
0: <laughs> it's a beautiful booth, um, Alan. You're perfectly placed for our chat today because you, like Claire and I, are a serial wedding helper. You've been a celebrant, a reader, a poem writer, an MC. Anything we're missing there?
2: I don't know. I've never done music, and I wouldn't. I wouldn't inflict that on anyone. You wouldn't so dare. I wouldn't dare
1: now I've heard you
0: at three in the morning do karaoke
2: <laughs> well exactly there we go <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: um, and can you tell us I suppose what you like about getting involved in pals weddings or do you like it have you been I, this forced this is the first time your to your say will? that I don't like it <laughs> and, uh,
2: um, no I'm a huge fan of weddings because like they're kind of especially as you get older they're the only time that you get to have all your friends together yeah. and that will kind of recur in about 30 years when we all start dying. Um, but, <laughs> but less uh, fun. But now. less fun. <laughs> well, we'll see. Um, but uh, I, I just kind of, I, I really enjoy getting involved because it's kind of a way to, it's a way to kind of help out a couple in a lot of ways because if you have anything that you can do, like a skill or something like that, it takes the pressure off them. But also, it makes you feel like you're part of a secret little club. And yeah. I, I quite like that and it's fun and, and it helps to, I think the more friends get involved the more personal a wedding can be and i think every wedding should be personal it should be feel like it's yours
1: yeah it's kind of nice when you, everyone's kind of gathering at the start of a wedding if you know an element of it you kind of yeah you do feel like you're in yeah. the club and yeah, you're like great. oh well i know what happens around minute 15 of the ceremony yeah you're like <laughs> an
0: insider i have to say and i know this isn't true for everyone but i much Prefer a wedding as a guest when I have a job. Like I love having a job at a wedding. Oh
2: yeah, yeah. And I feel like nice and comfortable. And I feel like it's uh, it's just it just adds to your day. Yeah.
1: How do you navigate though? I like my job to be done good and early in the day. I don't really like anything that happens after drinks have You been say had.
0: that Claire and then you asked both me and Alan to yes, do a job very late that. in your wedding <laughs> day That is true, that
2: is true. Yeah, yeah.
1: So to clarify both Alan and Selena were our wedding speech MCs so as we mentioned in a previous episode we had open mic speeches and these two were the hosts
2: Hmm and I think that was that was I think we were fine with that We were like Yeah this is yeah. cool This sounds like it's going to be good But what was nice about that Was that I think it's really important Whenever you give someone a job Is that you had parameters mm. You said we have I think it was 40, 45 minutes And with that timing We could just keep a, Like a vague eye on the watch mm. And move things around So I think it's good to Pick the right people for the job But also you know give them heads up on what's needed
1: I think picking the right people for the job is definitely our biggest tip with all of this is mm. whether it's picking the person who'll be confident or the person who has the skills ideally <laughs> or the person who's reliable like if it's a job that's to happen at three in the morning you want the designated driver to ideally still be sober or (laughs) don't
2: ask me for any three in the morning
1: jobs (laughs) or you want like yeah the person who has to keep an eye
0: on the cash or the guest book or something like that to be your most reliable friend Mm -hmm. i think you know yourself when you look down your guest list or look at the people in your wedding party like you know yourself the people who are really going to be good and reliable at like the boring tasks like putting out the bathroom baskets or whatever manning the guest book and then you know that there are people that While you love them, they can't be trusted. They can't be trusted to, like, remember, you know, to blow up a load of balloons at two o'clock or whatever. They're just going to be off somewhere having a great time. And they've got their role, too, those, like, real life and soul the party people. (laughs) But their role is not here doing tasks on your to-do list. And, Alan, do you tend to offer your services or are you often
1: requested?
2: i services. <laughs> I should set myself up. Um, I, uh, I, I think I've always been asked. I think it's known that I'm like I'm yeah. open to whatever. Yeah, that's cool, guys. <laughs> um, but uh, I think I've always been asked. I think hopefully it's because I'm a combination. Of, I think I'm quite. I'm fine with public speaking and all that kind of thing, mm. and I can be quite creative. And I think I'm relatively reliable. Mm. So I think it's that kind of mix. Um, and I feel like it's, it's always been at weddings where it's been very close friends getting married. So it's kind of been like, oh, yeah, this kind of makes sense. We're very close. and But yeah, requested. You haven't I had
1: strangers ask you to be their celebrant.
2: No, no, no <laughs> one's come out come on the street. But similarly, I haven't like uh, approached friends angrily and been like, why am I not part of your ceremony? Yeah,
0: <laughs> why don't I have a job You're here? You're missing
2: the crucial flaw element.
1: What was your most involved role? I'm going to guess it was being a celebrant.
2: Being a celebrant. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I... Uh, i should clarify i'm not a, like an actual celebrant so i can do nothing legal um <laughs> no <laughs> no one to be legal someone i can't do anything legal um but it was similar to your wedding claire where the the couple got married and a civil ceremony a few days beforehand and then on the day um we kind of had carte blanche to do whatever we wanted which yeah. was which is really really nice mm. and i think actually um i was thinking about that this week is that that it's it's a very specifically modern thing because of doing that but that second small ceremony beforehand can actually be really nice because it's literally usually just immediate family yeah. and it means you can just have a tiny ceremony with um and you go for like lunch afterwards yeah. and then a few days later you have a big wedding with everyone there
1: and, and it takes the pressure off the big wedding as well because yeah. you don't have any of the formality you just have all the nice bits that you've created yourself
2: exactly and people like parents will have had all this personal time with you on the day that you got kind of legally married mm. so on the wedding day which can be just chaos you don't mm. feel this need to spend lots of time with them. You yeah. will spend time with them they're your parents, um, but I think that that can be nice as well. Um, but yeah, the, the big that was the biggest. It was last October, October twenty eighteen. Um, I was a celebrant, and that was two friends of mine who I think they asked. I had a we. I went to a like weird lunch with them where they, I was like, I'm um, i um, I wonder if I'm invited to the wedding. And then they asked me to do it. And I was like, <laughs> Oh my god, it's amazing. Um, but I think part of the reason that they asked me was because I genuinely knew both of them equally. Mm. I'd met both of them at almost the very same time, just when they started going out, I had lived with both of them. I had kind of different not different friendships, but like I I'd separate but also together yeah. friendships with them. And I think that was quite nice that there was no this this kind of celebrant person who's very central to the ceremony does not lean either way in mm. kind of friendship levels, which I think can be quite nice for the couple. Mm. And I think I think that's other stuff I've heard when people have asked for celebrants is that sense of an equal relationship.
1: And was there a lot of preparation involved? What did you have to do in the lead up?
2: Um, I so, so there's kind of lots of things that we did. So uh, early on, I think one of the things that I hadn't considered is that um, uh, that popped up is that some couples don't know weddings very well. If you haven't been to a lot of weddings as an adult, like you you probably like remember them from when you were a kid um, and maybe they were all religious ceremonies. So you're kind of remembering bits and bobs of that. So the first thing I did was I sat down and explained what usually happens in a wedding ceremony. And that was was a real load off for them. They were like, oh, there's this kind of structure there. I see. Interesting.
0: (laughs) I don't have to make this up off the top of my head. Exactly, yeah. And that
2: meant that they could pick and choose what they wanted to keep and what they wanted to ditch or change or things like that so I think that was one thing that I said to them was like there's this entire structure there that you can literally just lift um, and you can mess around with whatever you like and that was kind of helpful for them and then their job I think was to come up with all the individual bits like the readings they wanted who to read them um, like their own vows things like that and then my job was to just put a shape on it yeah and then obviously on the day do it
1: yeah and I bet though on the day well first of all the wait off after the ceremony's over yeah, and I after that first sip of a drink and you're like oh I've done my bit
2: oh my god I ran into the pub
1: but I say you got loads of kudos from all the other guests so you're a bit of a third star of the show
2: well this is the thing as well about, about being a friend involved in a wedding in any way shape or form is that suddenly everyone at the wedding knows you and mm. it's really nice you have like 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 a, an army of ants. Not like, not army ants, <laughs> but like A-U-N-T-S.
0: <laughs> Human beings. Human beings. Who are ants.
2: R- rushing at you, like being like, oh my God, that was really nice. And that's just a lovely feeling. Yeah. So yeah, so I think like that, that was really nice. It, I felt like I could just chat to anyone at the wedding yes. after that because I was like, oh, yeah. you, you've seen me. It um, kind of gives you
1: an in with everybody.
2: Yeah, yeah. and it's lovely, but, it, but it is a big responsibility. Mm. It is. Um, It's kind of, because there's, there's no way that they're not going to remember all of this. Yeah. Like, this couple are going to remember this for the rest of their lives so you can't really mess it up. Yeah,
1: there's some jobs and weddings that, like, you know, if you're in charge of the confetti toss and you forget to do it, it's not that big a deal.
0: Mm -hmm. Mm, But yeah, if you're the person singing them up the aisle. Yeah, yeah. And you mess that up, you know, it's... I mean, I like to think as someone who is about to do that in a few months. Sorry. And has done it before. <laughs> that is a non professional singer. If I do mess it up. You know, we'd all have a laugh about it. And there's yes. a lot of like positivity in the room and people. Yeah. yeah. Everyone's shaking their heads I and mean, like, No, <laughs> if you screw it up I'm on walking, your I'm, handy, I'll walk out.
2: I'll walk you out. Won't,
1: you won't screw it up. But yeah, I guess that's a, another like hefty disclaimer is don't ask your friends to do anything that you'll take issue with if it doesn't work out. So, like, I've no problem making a wedding cake for friends who have a very laid back approach to a wedding cake. Mm-hmm. If someone wants a four tiered, like, stunning creation, I'm like call a baker
2: because (laughs) this isn't happening
1: I will I like know how to make this one cake that I know works well for weddings stacks well lasts things like that whereas a baker will know like loads of different things about like the temperature of the room and how to store it and things like that that I don't know and so it's about working out how
0: laid back you're going. To, how laid back a couple's approach is as mm-hmm. to whether or not I'm going to yeah. do it for them. You can really <laughs> ask yourself, like, how would I feel if Claire called me up in the day and said, "Oh, listen, the cake didn't quite work out, but it's still tasty and it's still going to look nice." And if you're like, "Yeah, fine, I'm sure yeah. that's grand, mm. everyone's going to have a piece of cake," then you're good to ask your friend to bake your cake. But mm. if you're like, "That would cut me to the core," yes, then yeah, you yeah. know you need to go and call a professional. I, I yeah. think that's
2: one of those things we we're talking about, like getting in friends involved in weddings, is. Like, you don't have to. Like, if if, if you genuinely don't know anyone who can play the violin, don't force a friend who's never played the violin to play the violin (laughs) on the day. Um, Bring in professional help when needed.
0: I've seen that a lot actually with when people do like a cake table and they ask everyone to bring a cake and for some reason people who don't bake feel like they have <laughs> to do that it happened at and I'm always like no they just mean like oh, if you like to bake and like if you have a recipe that works <laughs> like grand they don't mean like hey You've guys have tried it before yeah. this is your day <laughs> yeah. yeah, you need to go and buy like one of those box cakes or else you won't be allowed in the ceremony space yeah there was a lot of talk
1: of well what about the cream cakes they're not going to last I'm like well Hopefully no one will think to make a cream cake because it won't last if it's like sitting on a table. So it is that kind of thing of like.
0: Yeah, we're, I'm going to ask people it. who are sensible enough to not bring a cream cake <laughs> on mm-hmm. a July day, you know, yes. into an air
1: conditioned yeah. room. I think how you ask them as well is really important that you do it in such an open ended way that they feel free to say no.
2: Yes, I think that's very important. I think it's like this would be lovely, or we we thought of you, we la But I think literally say it is like, mm. don't worry, you do not have to do this if it's too much pressure. Because some people are, might like have a wedding the weekend before, and there's a lot of like stuff going on, and they're like, and they they're thinking, oh god, if I if I say no, then their wedding will fall apart. Yeah. And so you have to kind of just phrase it as this is a lovely thing that we would like, but. Absolutely feel free to say no.
1: And then when you're doing that as well, let them know what will be involved. So like if you have a friend who's a really good photographer and you ask them to take photos, but you're like, oh, we just want a couple of photos after the ceremony. Then that's all you can expect to get. Mm -hmm. Whereas I've known of situations where then the couple expected a full professional photography service, which the friend wasn't necessarily Offering. Offering or able to do because mm-hmm. they weren't yeah. a wedding photographer. So I do think it's it's about both of you, like whether it's the friend setting the expectations of here's what I'm able to do, but also the couple saying, well, here's exactly what we want and not changing the parameters two weeks before the yeah. wedding.
2: Yeah. And they, and it sh- it shouldn't take from your friend's day. Yeah, It shouldn't be like, can you from 6am till midnight deal with every single vendor and it's like well that, that means they're not really going to be at your wedding Yeah. yeah. Um, so it's about going if I sprinkle a little bit here and a little bit here it means that they'll feel like they're part of the wedding more but it won't be impinging on their Yeah enjoyment. there's
0: no one person yeah. doing everything Exactly Yeah because yeah. you might be surprised actually you might think oh I have a friend who is like the life and soul of the party and they'd be really comfortable giving a speech or emceeing the speeches or doing a reading or writing something for the ceremony and they might say oh do you know what I'm actually not comfortable so you have to give them wiggle room to to do that and of course then you can go and maybe find a different job for them or they might come back with something else they have an idea that they could help you out with but yeah don't assume that just because someone you know is like great at flowers that they're really going to actually want to make your bouquet for you Mm -hmm. Yeah,
2: I think on the subject of speeches I think it's like because it's, it's the one that's most often assigned and mm. it's worth bearing in mind that a lot of people are very afraid of public speaking. Yes. And I think it's not just a case of like inviting friends to do stuff because they're good at it. It's like a lot of this stuff can happen where there's like standard things like readings because you want to go, you want to acknowledge someone's presence or importance. But understand that if you say to someone, will you do reading at the wedding? They may like smile and say yes. And in their mind they're going, I'm going to be nervous until the day of the wedding. Yeah. Um, Pick people who are genuinely comfortable, which isn't always the people that you expect. Like, I always find it interesting, like people like, like actors aren't necessarily comfortable with public speaking. Mm. I think that's something to bear in mind is that they might be comfortable acting on stage, but they might not necessarily with script, be comfortable. Yeah. yeah. And it's just bearing in mind someone who will genuinely enjoy it and it won't stress them out Yeah, I I think it's similar
0: with musicians a lot of musicians I know don't like being asked to be involved in weddings because I suppose the difference between a professional musician and me is that I know nobody's expecting a professional performance of a song and like if my voice cracks or whatever you know it'll all be grand but I think a lot of musicians feel just like this immense pressure or it's just that element as well of doing their day job At a wedding you know especially if it's someone very close to them like their brother or sister and they're like "Mm, I kind of just wanted to kick back on the day and not be like running around for two hours worrying about the sound system. Mm -hmm. Yeah and we should talk about people whose day jobs it is whether
1: they work in weddings or say if they're a fashion photographer but you've asked them to shoot your wedding if they're professional at the field that you've asked them to do. I do think it's appropriate to pay them or you should pay them because that's their job yeah Mm -hmm. and I think asking them to do something that's their job means they will be working on your wedding they're not
0: just going to be taking a few photos in the background they'll be taking it on as a professional thing that's such an important line to draw in the sand like if your friend is a videographer and you ask them to do their wedding you do need to take into account that that's a day that they're not going to be getting paid for another person's wedding and okay maybe you might end up doing some kind of mates rates thing like I am just a much bigger fan of the other kind of wedding helper where they're not a professional because I think it's just so much easier and less awkward to navigate those waters like we had a friend who's a videographer who offered to shoot
1: our wedding and we were like no 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 we want you to relax on the wedding day and then he basically said I'm going to be bringing my camera and filming your wedding anyway and you're like okay (laughs) yeah. and then we had a look around and we just really liked his style and so we asked him to shoot it but knowing that he had a few other guests that he's worked with in the past were there that could help him shoot it so it wasn't just him completely on the day Mm -hmm. and knowing that we were going to pay him it was an important part of like us not taking advantage of him and I think that's the, the difference is it's fine to ask someone to help with like general lackey stuff but when it's something that's their job you can't expect them to do that for free for you just mm-hmm. because it's your wedding day
2: I also think it's really nice that um. so if like if, if you ask a very very close friend to sing at your wedding I think that's like excellent that's a lovely way to be part of the ceremony because at a wedding you have a lot of people of different kind of Levels or tiers of kind of closeness as you move outwards and start asking for those favors, I think it's appropriate to throw them 50 quid. I think if you're yeah. asking a cousin who sings with a choir to sing, if you're asking someone who teaches music uh, that you are close with but is like you know a sibling's partner, so I think yeah. like the further they get, they get out, I think it is appropriate to say, Here's 50 quid in an envelope, yeah. thank you for you know using your skills. Yeah, or buy
0: them a the nice gift,
1: maybe. Yeah. yeah, and I do think with anyone who helps out in any major way whether it's a thank you card or a gift if you can afford it is important to make sure that they're thanked and thank them in the speeches as well because mm-hmm. you don't want to feel like you've gone to loads of effort in the lead up to someone's wedding and you were really stressed trying to bake the cake or whatever and they didn't remember to thank you is <laughs> a bit
2: Yeah that's the big thing and that's one thing that can happen on the day and it, like, it's big advice for bride and grooms to make sure that you've absolutely nailed down that you've thanked everyone yeah. and it sounds like something like yes probably the person won't care but it can feel a bit awkward when everyone in the room knows that they sang yeah and they don't get thanked and it's always because the bride or groom just forget it just slips their mind yeah is something to be very very kind of conscious of
0: yeah obviously we want our listeners to like learn from all of our mistakes um alan have there been any times you've been doing favors for people at weddings and there's been like communication breakdowns have been any major issues that have come up or has it mostly been smooth sailing
2: I think it's mostly smooth sailing i think one of the things actually that can pop up and for some reason people don't always think of it is someone who's involved in the ceremony will often have a different arrival time to everyone else Mm. and it's just important to nail that down Uh, especially for musicians obviously because they're they're dealing with technical stuff but anyone to be like okay do i need to arrive earlier um or the, uh, the idea that like you know you're doing a reading or you know you're doing kind of something to do with the wedding and You're kind of just going to the ceremony with everyone else and you're like, I guess when my name is called, I just go up where? It's just to give someone a heads up and say, you will be doing it around a third, of the 15 minutes in. You will be standing here. This other person will be coming up with you because there can just be a bit of a panic when you don't really know. So I think that's a a big thing to keep an eye on. It's just timings and giving them a quick run through beforehand of what's going to happen.
1: Yeah, I think appointing someone on the day, whether it's like an usher or someone, or just a general like overseer of things mm. to meet. Like I know when I was singing at a friend's wedding recently, a brother of the groom was just like designated to meet me when I got there and like bring yeah. you yeah. to the, the ceremony. And be like this is the same guy who like here's the guitarist. Th- this kind of
2: usher job is can be very very useful. Yes, as, like, really, like, someone who can handle that side of things. Yeah. Um, I think as well one thing that I at the wedding I was celebrating for the one thing I would look back and make sure I'd done uh, was I didn't talk to the photographer beforehand. And it didn't have a huge impact except for at the very end where we were going to get a group shot and it just got a bit messy at the end. And I think if I had talked, it was like relayed to me via the groom, but I I just wish I'd talked to her Mm. and and asked her, is there anything I can be doing? Do you want me to leap out of the way? What should I specifically say to people at the end? I think that was the one thing where I went, I should have talked to that person
1: and that's the thing to keep in mind and that's the difference professional celebrant does this in their sleep they mm. jump out of the way the minute they say like kiss you're married but it's those kind of things that are the nice thing about having a friend do it is the kind of not the clunkiness but the like clunkiness fine <laughs> but, yeah. you've said it now but it, it feels the, more natural yeah the like personalization and... of it and the fact that it's not like a military operation yeah. but you still want it to run smoothly so like any kind of preparation you can do in advance I think is key
0: yeah personally if I'm asked to do something and I don't really know what I'm doing that's when I feel stressed Mm. so if someone sent me an email and said "Uh, here's the reading you're going to be doing Uh, you would be doing it um, after the vows Uh, thank you goodbye that's all I need like I don't need my hand to be held but I just really like when something is made clear for me so I'm not like oh god I'm not able to like you know if you have something in the reception let's say and you're too scared to nip out to the loo because you know your speech is coming up you know that's going to just make you a little bit anxious so if things are clear from the outset I think that's the best thing you can do as a couple for your friends one job that a lot of
1: couples will outsource to friends is to set up the reception venue Mm. and so if say they're only getting in on the morning and the couple don't have time to set it up themselves what we would always advise is to have boxes like one box for each table so they know exactly what's to go or one box for each area and to have a photograph on the front of exactly how you want it to look. Whether that's an inspiration photo from Pinterest or you set up a mock table and take a photo. And that way you've literally spelled it out and you're not leaving it to your friend to get a bit creative. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> do you think with, so with 45 that? minutes. Yeah. <laughs> and it means as well anyone can do that job and you don't need to pick your artistic friend literally anyone can rock up and just set the tables.
0: Yeah, I have been that person at a friend's wedding. Um, they had an issue with their florist where the florist kind of came and did all of these beautiful arrangements for the church but at the last minute they got called away unexpectedly and they didn't actually put them out. So they were supposed to basically finalise the decoration of the church and they didn't. And it was really last minute so my friends asked me to do it. It was all fine but when the groom and the bride I was supposed to help but I was getting my makeup done I'm sorry Selina wow. This, wow this is something this is a theme I often get asked to do last minute jobs because I like to do my own hair and makeup and then there cool. I am on the day with no <laughs> fake eyelashes on because of these couples dear lord um, no but this was um, I was very happy to do it but and it all worked out fine it wasn't a huge job but I knew that they had imagined a certain look for this church I knew that they had probably had a discussion with the florist about exactly how they wanted it to look and now they were stuck with me who'd had no time (laughs) to even really have a proper chat with them about it because they were busy getting their different photos taken and stuff at this time And when they walked in, the groom first and then obviously the bride, I did look at their faces and be like, oh, my God, I hope they're not devastated (laughs) with how the church looks. Obviously, it was fine. It was pretty. There were beautiful bouquets. I just had to tie them to the pews and put out a few candles and a few rose petals. But I have to echo that. Take a photo and give it to them as reference and give them a list and tell them where things are going to be as well. like. That morning we needed to source a load of different bits that were due to be used to decorate the church. And like someone's dad had one and then the groom's mom had another and it was just all over the place. So if you have a list of who's got who, what's in whose car, that's really helpful.
2: I think this comes back to the number one thing when you're asking a friend or someone to get involved in the wedding is this clarity issue. Pick the right person and then be really clear because then once you're clear once, you can literally forget about that. Yeah like until the day of the wedding and the day of the wedding it'll just happen but if you are unclear then you'll find the morning of the wedding someone will be like or if it's the wrong person they'll be like "Uh, I was just wondering about that uh, thing and that's the last thing you need in your head so basically it's like pick the right person and be absolutely clear and then be like cool that's done that's in your you know and as a friend don't, don't don't ask the bride and groom questions on the day just no. like figure it out yourself I think that's yeah just day.
0: work it out it'll be fine yeah i do like that feeling when a friend gives you a job and you kind of go okay i've taken that job now you can forget about it forever like it's mm-hmm. on my plate it's my responsibility now uh, yeah you know that's one less thing for you to think about
1: before the couples would advise keeping a spreadsheet of who you've asked to do what particularly like obviously i'll remember who you
0: asked for your celebrant
1: <laughs> But you like, would <laughs> but for little things, if it's like, okay, so like John is bringing Granny from the church to the reception, yes. and just so that you remember that you asked John to do that, and then the night before you can just text him and remind him. So, like,
2: Granny isn't it cost a bit like five
1: men, <laughs> exactly,
0: <laughs> yeah. and maybe she has no idea that. who they are. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like things like oh, I asked someone to collect the flowers and bring them, or d- receive the flowers from the florist and bring them up to the bridal suite. Or like any of those little jobs, it's really worth writing it down and maybe sharing that document with a few people, like yeah. best man. Bridesmaid, kind of thing, mams, dads, yeah. just in case anything happens and, like, let's say there is a wardrobe malfunction or something and people all get dispersed, uh, that someone knows what's happening when. Yeah. And also, whether you have a wedding party or not, I think
1: it's good to have a little posse of reliables that you know you can call on on the day at any time and maybe let whether it's the venue coordinator or a maid of honour or best man or whatever to let them know who those people are and it's like mm-hmm. if something goes wrong and you need to like run to the shop and buy milk or whatever yeah, yeah. that like okay Selena's going to be there and she has a car and she can do that yeah. just that like everyone is aware everyone in the whole wedding party is aware of who the reliable people are
2: I, I you touched on something there that I think is worth kind of I was thinking about it this week was um the wedding party or no wedding party thing. And like lots of people don't have wedding parties because it just, it, it's not what they want or it does, it's, it's kind of like a different feel for the wedding. But I think in that case, it's useful as a close friend of the bride or groom to say, I know you're not having a wedding party, but feel free to give us some jobs to do because the wedding party yeah. often automatically fill that. Yeah. And then without them, sometimes the bride and groom are like, oh, I can't really ask anyone. But it's yeah. good, it can be good as a friend to just say, hey, listen, I know there's a wedding party, but feel free to give me a job to do. Yeah, yeah. Um,
0: yeah, I now, whenever someone I know gets married, I always, if I know them quite well, I always send them a text and just be like, hey, like in the run-up to the wedding, be like, I'm good with menial tasks. So if you have any of those, please send them my way. Like, yeah. I'm happy to do it. Just so they know that then something happens like 24 hours before and they go, oh my God, who am I going to get to help? Yeah. They'll remember and Yeah, yeah. That and you've
2: offered up. so they don't feel bad, yeah. feel
1: bad. Yeah, and whatever it is, say if you're like, well, I work in town, I'm on like whatever street. If there's anything around there you need picked up or... I'm going to be driving out the night before. If you need me to bring anything, a
2: car is a good one. It's, yeah, yeah, yeah friends cars. with cars. It's worth yeah.
1: like keeping kind of a mental list of those, especially like even on the day. A lot of people forget about the lifts between the ceremony yeah. reception and things like that. The travelling
0: logistics. Yes. yes. So, as a friend who's helping out in a wedding, how do you make sure that you're having fun on the day as well? Like, is there tips you can give to people who are you know, involved in a wedding coming up and maybe you're a little bit nervous and they're a bit worried about how they're going to, you know, have fun and relax while performing their role?
2: I think uh, a couple of things. One is to remind yourself that it's an honour to be asked. But it is, <laughs> as in it's, it's a really nice thing for someone to say, hey, I either like respect your skills in this area or are, you're, we're so close that I really want you to be part of this and remind yourself that it's not a weight around your neck. It is, mm-hmm. it is a nice thing. Um, and then when it gets closer to the day, if it's, if it's a reading, just read it out loud to someone else like mm. this this sounds like common sense but sit down stand up whatever read it to someone and just get them to say oh get yeah, that all works good that works well and then have looked at it enough times that i don't know if for some reason you get a like cataract thirty seconds beforehand. You kind of know it. Um I don't know if that happens medically. I don't think that that's the thing. I don't but think that's um, <laughs> what cataracts are. But yeah. <laughs> and then when it comes to anything to do with public speaking, I always say slow down. And bear in mind that everyone in the room is on your side. Yeah, everyone that's the lovely thing side. about
1: weddings is everyone's always rooting for you. So like say I was telling you Celine about there was a time my husband and I were asked to make a playlist for after the band and after the DJ. So like for the like Really, really long late, late, late time. Yeah. And we hooked it up, and you could only hear it in the bathroom. And <laughs> there was a bit of a panic because you just couldn't hear it on the dance floor. But no one's like shouting at you, being like, Where's the music? Everyone's you're just us like, down. Yeah. Come on, and we'll go dance in the bathroom then. And it was lovely. And so there is that thing of where you're really worried about what'll happen if, I don't know, the cake collapses or the flowers fall over or whatever but like really no one will mind and everyone will muck in to help you Mm -hmm. I think it's nice as well if it's a task it's kind of like manning the guest book and making sure everyone takes a Polaroid to like get a buddy to help you Mm. and have two of you do it together and then that way one of you can run to the bar and do that or you can both still like relax and have fun and it's not a like I can't have a drink until every single person signs this guest book. Like yeah. that
0: scene in Sex and the City where Miranda is given the guest book task but it's a very formal wedding so she's just standing there with a pen <laughs> going, sign the guest book, sign the guest book. Obviously you can make that job a little bit more fun yeah. and yeah. kind of, you know, if it's something like a uh, Photo booth or a Polaroid scenario, you can kind of go up to people and be like, Hey guys, getting a photo now. You go and yeah. you get someone's photo and like try and you know create a buzz around us. Like
2: the things that go wrong are often the things that make a wedding, yeah, they're the things that make it a personal, specific day that happened as opposed to an imaginary day in my mind. Of what will it will never be what you expected, no. Um, and those like things where things go wrong, if something going wrong early in a ceremony is actually a complete blessing because yeah. it causes everyone to laugh, and once mm. they've laughed. Um, the tension's tension's broken but um, don't expect perfection but that's even better
0: yeah you will never get a better crowd I think than an audience at a wedding like they all want you to succeed even if they don't know you even if 90% of them don't know you they're absolutely rooting for you and that's the thing to remember when you step up to perform one of these roles
2: to do your backflip or whatever your bride and groom (laughs) asked you to do
0: (laughs) your ceremony (laughs) backflip and ceremony backflips are a lovely place to round up Thank you so much for coming in, Alan.
2: Thank you. This is loads of fun.
0: If anyone wants to follow Alan's um, many exploits online. (laughs) He's gas on Twitter. He's gas on Twitter. (laughs) He's gone viral a few times.
2: I have indeed yeah you just yeah. latch on some kind of yeah. you know, cause if anyone,
0: <laughs> if anyone ever wondered who the Nadine Coyle password was, 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 yeah, yeah. was that was me that was our pal Alan <laughs> uh, and obviously you're doing a one man show at the minute and you're doing lots of theatrical things around so if people want to follow you they can get you at Alan Flanagan on Twitter mm-hmm. and alanflanagan.com One Fab Day Listener Dilemmas Here at the One Fab Day Wedding Podcast, we love nothing more than helping you find your way out of sticky wedding related situations, be they guestless quandaries or styling woes. Claire, what is the dilemma you've got for us this week?
1: Our dilemma this week came in from a groom who says, My stag is coming up in a couple of weeks and the groomsmen have asked me who I want to invite. Am I supposed to ask my dad along? I discussed it with the best man and he said what they've got planned isn't really dad appropriate. And also, if I invite my dad, I'll also have to invite my fiancé's dad and uncle's. So I think it's best to leave him out. But I'm worried my dad will be
0: offended if he doesn't get an invite. Please help. Uh, props to this person for coining the phrase dad appropriate which I love (laughs) and I want to know all about your stag and why it's not dad appropriate please send us photos please do Um, my advice here is have multiple stags yes it really is that simple isn't it you can have multiple pre-wedding parties yeah I
1: honestly think your dad might be relieved to not be invited Mm. I'd say your other half's dad is probably relieved not to be invited. So yeah, you can always do maybe the week of the wedding, have like a pub session with if you've got brothers or maybe there's guys in your wedding party, Uh, your dad, your other half's dad. And, uncles, yeah, older relatives.
0: Have a small like night in a pub, wherever you live. I think like a a whiskey tasting or a drinks tasting is a really nice one to do for that. Or maybe something like go to a driving range or round a golf if that's your bag as well. Just do something that's a little bit more intimate and chilled out. There can still be
1: drinks involved. Your dad can still have a fun time. But I don't think he's expecting to go to your stag. And I think if you let him know that there's a a designated night for him, he'll be chuffed with that.
0: Yeah, I think the only worry here is that your dad isn't involved in any kind of pre-wedding celebration and I think most parents do expect somewhere along the way be it an afternoon tea or some kind of rehearsal dinner or something that there is some chance for them to celebrate with you in advance of the Mm -hmm. wedding day so if your dad is invited to the stag that's us going to the driving range he just thinks that's the stag then he's not worried that there's a second stag or a third stag so it really like fulfills that role for him so he'll be chuffed. You know, it's funny. Some of us will never, ever find true love. You are the
2: worst wedding singer in the world, buddy.
0: Sir, one more outburst. I will strangle you with my microphone wire. You understand me?
2: Your non-wedding
0: homework this week.
1: This is the part of the show where we invite you to press pause on your wedding planning and treat yourself to a little break. Selena chose the activity this week, and it's one that I am
0: totally on board with. So, myself and Claire spent uh, some time. I'm I'm not going to lie, myself and Claire spent a lot of time in the office where we should have been working on features for the website doing this this week. So, we found a site called cameo.com, and I'm sure there are others as well, which is where you can pay to have a celebrity record a shout out for your friend. It's so good. It is amazing. So, uh, we have a friend's hen coming up. So we thought it'd be really, really fun to do this for her. We found uh, a particular person who fits this friend's personality immensely you can also watch the celebrities ones they've done already sample videos they've samples up that are actually real ones yeah um which is just hilarious to watch
1: it's also mad how they differ in price
0: so like who was it billy zane Zane was five hundred dollars billy zane was the same as mm, i'm gonna forget who it is now billy zane thinks a lot he values himself very highly yes he was higher than like a former nsync person yes yeah and um, people from Sex and the City like big actors who you'd know yeah. like very very well actors from like Parks and Rec and The Office yes. Um, I guess he was in the biggest movie of all time or whatever Billy's Um, but it's really fun to scroll even if you're not buying it as a present for a pal it is just gas to look at and also to watch what they've done for other people is yeah. mad because some of them are so into it and they're like I love my fans I want to give them like a really good shout out and some of them are just not arsed You can see they've literally sold themselves yeah and it is hilarious it's a hilarious uh, mindless scroll activity the one fab Day wedding podcast
1: thank you so much for joining us on the one fab day wedding podcast as always we've had a blast If you've got a dilemma to submit, a piece of advice to impart or just want to send us a friendly hello, you can email us on hello at OneFabDay.com or message us on social. We're at OneFabDay
0: on all the major social channels. And if you've enjoyed today's episode, we're hoping that you'll do us a solid and review the podcast on iTunes. It's really easy. It only takes two minutes to throw us a few kind words and it really helps other couples and your fellow wedding minded podcast enthusiasts to find our show. Oh, and before we go, we have to mention OneFabDay.com. Claire and I are over there every single day uploading new planning and inspiration features that will hopefully help the wedding planning process go a lot smoother for you. We've got everything from ceremony readings to packing checklists, so don't forget to pay us a visit.
2: The Day Wedding Podcast.
0: Hey Mel, Brian here.